The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owners, staff, or management of this radio station. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me this evening. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a review, and honestly, the sex in the news thing, I mean, could it get any more crowded? I mean, this is just, I mean, truly, it's kind of like wackadoodle. Anyway, what I'd like to do this week and what I will be doing is I'm creating a new style on the show. So this week, my theme is transparency and love. That's my theme for the social media, for what I look at when I look at the reports in the news, when I'm reading articles, when I see um, anything coming through as a new scientific report. And one of the things that had me look at this is truly there's, and, and I'm going to jump ahead of myself here, there was a book over the, the um, July 4th weekend. And I trust everyone had a lovely July 4th. Ours was lovely and very relaxed with friends. So nothing, nothing major, just, you know, concentrating on independence and freedom. But the book that I was reading over that period of time is one lent to me by a friend who we actually will be going to uh, the Adult Novelty Show, which is a trade show for sex toys. That's this weekend. Everyone has their trade show. Mine happens to be that. Anyway, she had shared with me this book called Proof of Heaven. And for any of you who want to feel comforted by why you're here, by what may have happened to someone who you loved, who has died, passed on, whichever term you want, read this book. It is phenomenal. I've studied a lot of things in this area. And the thing that got me into the area of sexuality was actually wanting to understand about love. And it was something that when my mother died when I was 23, I had the question sort of pop into my head, what, what's our purpose? Why are we here? And I first read a book entitled Life Before Life, and I've not ever been able to find it again. I don't know what I did with There were two books written by the same woman who was doing, uh, she was a um, hypnotherapist and was doing regression therapy to help people remember things that were blocking them in this lifetime. And what ended up happening is people started having, they were recounting previous lives. And this book, Proof of Heaven, is by a neurosurgeon who went through 
a phenomenal brain death, literally to the point that the neocortex, which is where we think, where, we, where drugs interact, where everything happens, that was dead for him. And it is his report of this. And he said himself that his linear mind previously would not have allowed him to even consider this, even though as a neurosurgeon, a part of me is a neurosurgeon, I don't know what neuro had to do with that, but he would often have people tell him that they did have um, a near-death experience. They did have something that could not be explained by typical hard science. And let us, and I love in the book, in his book, he writes that, that the arrogance of just strict science has cut itself off from the awareness of what the number one message that he got when he had his near-death experience, and it wasn't about connecting to his family here or staying connected to them. He had no connection to anything, but it was about love, and that love, if we are to remember anything of the reason we are on this planet, it is about love. And first off, it is there's the love of yourself and the awareness that we are all connected. And I'll tell you, I mean, I do a fair amount of traveling. And so I looked at if love and sex are the two things that to figure out, I wanted to understand both of them really, really well. And that was the thing that motivated me because I wanted to know for myself. But when I travel, I'll tell you what I do sometimes, and you might consider doing this yourself. When I'm walking through an airport, I just, because this is one of the things that Dr. Alexander, his name is Eben Alexander, E-B-E-N Alexander. And what he spoke of was, we are all the same. We are from the same universe. We are just vibrating at different levels. So if you want to have a lot of fun here, just imagine that that table that you're sitting beside, that just happens to be vibrating a little differently than you who is vibrating in the form and shape of the human being. And think about this also. Let's jump into another area. Everything around you is a thought. Nothing around you wasn't there until someone thought of it. So that painting that you're looking at wasn't there until someone thought of it. The house that you're in wasn't there until someone thought of it. And the relationship you are in was not there until you thought of it. And the sex life that you are in was not there until you thought about it. Isn't that interesting? So let's turn the corner on that one and look at you are what you think about most of the time. Now, doesn't that, does that work for you? It works for me because then what that also tells you, in all areas of our lives, we have to be responsible. And we have to be responsible to ourselves, and we have to be responsible about our actions. So in today's show, um, I was speaking with Rick and Andrew, who work with me uh, with social media. And one of the things we came up with was having a section called Sexy Politics. So there's going to be a Sexy Politics section. Then there's going to be a Sexy Manners area, because one of the areas in my life, truly, the area of my life that I knew the most about before I started doing anything in the area of speaking about sexuality was manners, etiquette, and deportment. And so I look at things from the standpoint of, would this be good sexual manners or would that, this be poor sexual manners? Honestly, I do. And it's, um, 
again, it's something that keeps my mind um, amused and occupied. So what I, and I have to tell you, this week we're going to go from the ridiculous to the more ridiculous to the absolutely outrageous in the area of sexy politics. So shall I just jump in on what's happening in elected officials? Okay, we have three men who are attempting to have political comebacks after having been caught with their zippers in places they should not have, either open or exposed in the case of the um, Anthony Weiner. And by the name, it's not Weiner. I believe it's Weiner. <laughs> Here's what I looked at when I looked at this. I'm like, okay, we have Mark Sanford, who four years ago was caught saying he was on the Appalachian Trail when in all actuality he was in Argentina with a woman who he then referred to as his soulmate. And then when that finally came to the surface, his very politically connected wife and he were divorcing, and he has subsequently married this woman. My belief is that he has married this woman. Now, the other person, so that was four years ago. The other person, Elliot Spitzer, let's look at this. This man wants to come back and be the controller of the city of New York. Now, for those of us who realize that, the controller is the person who handles money. So this is the same man who spent $80,000 on paying for women for sex, and somehow we think that we're going to let him control the purse strings when he couldn't control his zipper? No, 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 no. This is kidding. People, have a coffee, please. It is important that people wake up. And then he makes this comment that he says, yes, prostitution industry is exploitative, but, but he could not control his urges. You're being told what he's going to be like. So let's back this up again. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, why now are these dudes coming back and saying, I want to get back into politics? I think it's a simple matter of follow the money. Okay, Elliot Spitzer's been out since 2008. That's five years that he's been doing, I believe they called it, he's been hosting commentary programs on CNN and current TV. Not exactly big money makers, okay? He has, I think, I believe it is he has three children and college age. Now, then let's look at Sanford. Sanford, this was four years ago. So I think that what we have here, after X period of time, basically the translation is they're running out of money. So their gravy train has been cut off. So all three of them are trying to come back in to get back on, latch on to, as my girlfriend from Louisiana would say, uh, pardon me, from Alabama would say, they're trying to latch back onto the tit. And I have to tell you, if you look, I don't think you'll have to scratch far below the surface to find that out. The other thing, it's quite helpful for all of these men that they have a wife that supports this decision. In um, Weiner's case, he has a fabulous wife. How he could fool around on her is completely beyond me. But Huba Albanin, she's amazing. Then the other one, look at what Mark Sanford did. He divorced his old wife, and then he married the mistress. So then, of course, that makes that okay. Now, the person you want to, you know, really do a consultation on that is, why don't you just knock on Newt Gingrich's door and find out how he did it twice? 
because he's fooling around in his previous wife, Marianne, with the one he's now married to, Callista, because then, of course, then that makes that okay. People, pay attention to one simple thing. A leopard spots are a leopard spots. They don't change. They just get bigger. Personalities don't change people. Behaviors can. Now, when we come back from um, my first break, it's going to be, we've, we've gone in part of the sexy politics. We're going to go into more of that afterwards, and then we will go further into the sexy manners. Please stay with us, or I should say with me, and us in the stories, and I will be back right after this break. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Elliot Opreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. <clears throat> Just before the break, I was, I have to admit, getting a little bit heated up about the leopard's comment. And I have to tell you, I say this all the time. Pay more attention to people's behaviors, not their words. And I don't, that to me is, 
whether it is in the boardroom or whether it is in the bedroom, because I'm going to tell you the behavior is the number one thing, and you are not going to see a change in behavior with these men. And I'm going to talk in the, you know, the, the bad, in the sexy manners thing on um, Rick Perry and his comments that he was making um, concerning, uh, why in heaven's name am I drawing a blank on this, with Wendy Davis, Senator Wendy Davis. But let me tell you something, that if you want to have an absolute laugh and listen to something that will make your day, and by the way, when I'm having a day that I have something that's going like, ugh, you know, there's just too much stuff going on, and you're, you're slugging through things, I will stop and I will go onto YouTube and watch either, you know, cute animals doing something, something that makes my brain laugh. Now, if you have ever listened to George Carlin, in my mind, he is one of the funniest, smartest people who has ever walked and on his observations about the world. And if you want to totally amuse yourself, I'm going to suggest that you go to YouTube and go to his segment on where he does a presentation to the American Press Club. It is outrageously funny. So I'll give you some kind of little background on it. Of course, I can't do George, but I can tell you that. So he, here he is, he's addressing the American Press Club. And the reason I think this is important for tonight's show is that once you listen to this, you will never listen to politicians the same way again. Ever. As a matter of fact, as soon as you hear them, you're like, oh, there they go again. They did that again. Oh, my gosh, there they did. They did that, too. So here he's talking about politicians and their levels of insincerity. And he says, so, and he said, particularly here in Washington, of course, he was presenting at the American Press Club in Washington. He said, they don't speak. He said, they speak. They always have to speak with caution. And he said, by the way, they don't speak. They indicate or, or, or they suggest. And he says they don't respond. He said they, they make recommendations. But really, at about, this is the segment that's 9 minutes and 37 seconds. So if you're looking at George Carlin, just look for American Press Club. That's 9 minutes and 37 seconds. But I will tell you, at 5 minutes and 54, this is where the real treat starts. So he's talking about their comments of, you know, when someone is gotten, if, if one of these politicians has been caught. And honestly, today when I was going through online, honestly, I couldn't go to one site where there wasn't a story on the side of sex scandal of who did what and got caught when. I mean, honest to goodness, from David Vitter, who goes on and on about how he is, you know, such a, you know, prime upstanding guy, I'll tell you, the the women that he was paying for the for the, Mace, uh, the Washington, D.C. madam, they had a particular term for him because this guy was into playing with, literally playing with feces, okay? And they had a nickname for him that matched with his own name, Bitter. Use your imagination. Honestly. So here's this guy going, I'm all for family values. Please, spare me. Anyways, so here's this. This is when George Carlin goes. <laughs> and it just said to me, what? <laughs> um, their nickname for him was Vitter the Shitter. Okay, I said it. There you go. Um, anyways, he talks about that. This is Carlin's comment. He says, first level, when they get caught, as they say, well, there's a miscommunication. And, you know, I've been quoted out of context. Someone twisted my words. <laughs> he says, so... These are people who torture the English language, and they say someone twisted their words? 
He said, then it ramps up a little bit when it gets to level two. And then they say, well, the whole thing has been blown out of proportion. <laughs> he says, was there ever just a small amount that was blown out of proportion? Why is it always the whole thing? Then he goes on to say, level three, when things start heating up a little bit more, he says, well, we're trying to get to the bottom so we can get the facts out to the American people. <laughs> oh, dear, I'm sorry. I just think this is so hilariously bad that they do this, but they do it all the time. Okay, level four. This is when it heats up, and then they go like this. Mistakes were made. Yeah, that's what Larry Craig said when he said his stance was too wide. Really, Larry? Go right ahead. You tell me. Now, then when we get a little higher up on level five, when it's probably that, you know, that they've been totally caught, then they say, well, there's been no evidence and and there's no proof. Okay. So now we know the jig's up. Now we know they've absolutely been caught. Now, that's a sure sign that whatever happened is, you know, the person's guilty. So then the next thing they do is they go into this thing where they make this comment about, I just want to put this whole thing behind me. Please remember these words when you think of these politicians coming out. I want to put this whole thing behind me. He says, it's a sure sign they're guilty. He says, get the whole thing behind me and get on with my life. He says, usually it's because they've done some completely unspeakable thing. He says, okay, I strangled my wife. I shot the triplets. I set fire to the house. I sold my son to a man on the train. But now I just want to put this thing behind me and get on with my life. People, pay attention to their behavior. I don't care what anyone says. When it comes to sexuality and it comes to behavior, people will try and tell you that one thing is outside of another type of behavior. No, it's not. If someone has the value system that they think that they can get away with something because of their position, they will do that in every other area of their life because their brain tells them that they can. I think that there has to be a level of responsibility that we all have to take for what our behavior is, for how we speak to people. And to me, this is something that I don't know how people cannot see it. Spitzer is going around trying to act like he's a rock star now that, you know, he's trying to get, you know, the the signatures for this controller, running for controller. And, you know, admittedly has a lot more profile than the person he is running against. But still, nonetheless, would I want this man who was, could not be trusted in his marriage, and believe you me, here's another thing that helps these guys, if they're really good looking, okay? I'm not saying Spitzer's good looking because I don't think he is. I think he's got the most shifty eyes in the entire world. They are so not trustworthy. But when you look at Sanford, decent looking guy, when you look at Rick Perry, I don't think Rick Perry would have been able to stay in as long as he has in Texas if he had not been a good looking guy. And if he had not been a good old, how many generations? Five generations in, you know, Texas. So, anyways, that's just my humble opinion on this thing. I think we need to look at what their words are because I think that'll be sort of a laugh a minute. But I think the real thing to have to pay attention to is their behavior. I happen to know someone who worked with a very high-level governor, and she would say, you know, they would make comments, and she would say, look, you can't say that that's not true. He said, it's not my job 
to, you know, it, I can say whatever I want. It's your job to make sure this gets taken care of and, you know, gets delivered the right way. So believe you me, watch their behavior, okay? Now, yeah, and, you know, here's Anthony Weiner. You know, he's not the world's best-looking dude. So he's not getting the, you know, he's not getting as much of the follow that these other two guys did who totally fooled around, who, you know, all he did was do a bad move of, you know, show his erect penis, which I have to tell you, this is a guy who probably got told, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be, you know, the guy who's popular. So he was going to prove to people, I'm going to be popular. I'm going to be desired. I'm going to get a good-looking woman. I'm going to have influence. And probably the one thing he did know that he had that a lot of other people did not was a large penis. So he had to make sure people knew about it. The, sh- the shot from the neck down when you showed his only his chest, the shaved chest, believe you, me, people. I mean, the majority of Jewish men I know are not new. They do not have bare chests, okay? They don't look like little boys. That is a gay shot. And that is a worked-up gay shot where it showed his guns, his, you know, his, his body. He's worked out on his body a lot. So those, for me, are I looked at what was underneath the behaviors because that's what I look at when it comes to relationships and sexuality. If someone is telling me what some, you know, something that's going on, I just start asking questions about what they're doing and the other person is doing. And invariably, you can see what the motivation is and you can see where they're coming from. And in some cases, um, it's fairly obvious. As a matter of fact, it sort of jumps right off the plate. So I've got two minutes until halftime. I think this is where I will have a little discussion about Mr. Rick Perry, who honestly, I think that this man exhibited such bad form and such bad style. And I agree with Wendy Davis that he demeaned his office when he was making comments afterwards. And here's another thing. At what point, and I've said this before, why, oh, why do we have to keep going back to have men keep spouting their political agenda to get themselves in the news based on women's vaginas? Stop it. And Rick Santorum, I just want you to just go back to where you came home from. I mean, please, this is about women having their ability to make choice about reproduction. This is not about men telling women. And it's something that is so egregious in my mind that these are adults. If they know that this is not what's going to be good for their family, then and something has happened, they should be entitled to have their own choice. This is not something where these people, I, to me, this I realize this is a huge hot-button subject, but it is a hot-button for a lot of reasons, and the more health that women have, the better off they are, and I'm going to come back to a little more on this when we have 15 seconds to fill the break, and then I will finish with sex and sexy politics, and then I'll go on to sexy manners. So please stay with me, and I will be back right after this break. This 
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you. But it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And by the way... I am working to get my uh, new website up and the final design of it up and running, and I'm going to be having segments in there on that will be of my um, actual seminars, the three-hour seminars that will be available to uh, for viewing, and I will have, you know, it's just going to be completely revamped. It's like, a, it's like those hotels you go into and you go in and go, whoa, everything's changed. That's what's going to be happening with my website. And also, one of the things, if you want to, here's the thing that we know about love and sexuality and romance. People so much want to have that and to believe in love and to believe in being desired. One of the things that I'm seeing more of is the people really being lied to, flat out lied to online and on the internet. And, of course, that's been capitalized on with the show Catfish. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, you might want to do so. And really, it's about people who think they know who this person is, and then they have the two gentlemen. What is it? I think it's Nev and Max, who are the two gentlemen with Catfish. And the most recent show was someone who had supposedly thought of this woman as his girlfriend, met her on Facebook for eight months, lent her, you know, over $3,000, and 
then in all actuality, turns out he did know who she was, and she had been upfront with who she was. But I've also seen where the person thought they were dating, you know, the, the person whose pictures they were being shown wasn't even the the person. I mean, it was a some like out of a modeling, you know, catalog. So here's the thing again: watch the behavior, pay attention to the words, but watch the behavior. Are they willing to do a real Skype with you? Are they willing to, you know, have something where you can actually see who they are? Because that, when I look at this, what I see is people wanting, wanting to be loved. And again, going back to my book selection for this week, isn't that the message that, I mean, it's the message that I hear back from almost everyone who has either had an out-of-body experience, a near-death experience, or who is very, very tuned um, mentally, whether you call them clairvoyant, whether you call them, you know, psychic mediums, they say the same thing, that it is about love. And isn't that a simple message? Wouldn't it be nice if people could, like, you know, understand that and carry on with it? Okay, going back here, this is going to be my final. um, Here's the thing with Rick Perry. I see that this is a man who is... Um, he was losing his political grip, so it was kind of like, here's my big announcement, I'm not running after, you know, four terms or however many terms it is, and I'm going to be mulling over what else I might do. So it's kind of like behind-the-scenes thing, how can the PR machine dust him off and send him out? Now, with him making his comments the way he did about Wendy Davis, I mean, back up, Lamb Chop, you are out of line. And my whole thought was, has Southern has the Southern gentleman died? Please tell me that's not so. I mean, by his behavior, it was such a black eye to Texas. And I think that they're really... And here's another point I'm going to make. Excuse me, why is it that people who can never get pregnant get all of the airtime about being against abortion? Why aren't they listening to the women who are saying, it's our bodies, our choice? Thank you. Okay. Now, let's go on to, remember I said we're going to talk about ridiculous to more ridiculous to you've got to be freaking kidding me? Okay, this is you've got to be freaking kidding me section. I happened to just before the show print out and look at uh, an article, uh, and it is, who is it on? Oh, it's on rawstory.com, about Chile's president who's praising an 11-year-old pregnant rape, rape victim for her maturity in not pursuing illegal abortion. Now, can I give you a little background on this story? I don't know whether or not I should praise this young woman for wanting to protect herself in a household with a mother who has a boyfriend who has repeatedly raped her, which is the reason she's pregnant, and a mother who is defending this action as saying that it was consensual sex. Hello, and where, where is this woman's parenting skills? But in Chile, it is one of the most repressive and conservative relative. It's been, abortion's been illegal in Chile since the reign of Pinochet, and it is one of the most conservative of Latin America, you know, countries. But then he has the nerve to say that this 11-year-old girl is, you know, it's about her maturity, and she's talking about having a doll in her arms. Can we just look at something for just a simple moment on the physical maturity and the mental maturity of an 11-year-old? She may have gone through menses. She may have been menstruating, and she may have been able to 
become pregnant, but her physiology is not able to carry a full-term fetus, you know, in a safe way for her body. And also, she's 11 years old. Even if she was 14 years old, she would not have the the cognitive awareness of making these terms. And this is a, you know, there's a gentleman who, you know, forensic psychologist, and he said, at that age, a girl doesn't have the capacity of discernment. And even at 14, would she not have, she would not have the emotional mental capacity to discern this. And really what she's trying to do is what happens in many cases of abuse or things happening in a household. This little girl knows she has to rely on these two dysfunctional idiots I have another term for them, but I won't say it, to, for her to live. I mean, she doesn't even have the ability to know how to make these decisions. I look at this and I go, listen, you absolute ding-dong. This is President Sebastian Pineda. You know, honey, I think you need to go back to school, and I I think you need to stop making smug, stupid comments about things you know nothing about. Okay, enough on that. Switching over. Let's go over to sexy manners. Okay. Here we are. Now, sometimes we know when we're in public, we'll see people exhibiting PDAs, you know, public displays of affection. And some of them make us feel really good, and some of us make us feel kind of like, yikes, um, you know, that's a little just, you know, a little bit too much here. But there are also times when, you know, some touch our hearts and some others are just, hmm, not... Not so cool. We don't need to see that much. I'm going to talk about a case that happens to be in something that was in the press in Britain. For any of you who know who um, uh, Nigella Lawson is, and she is a phenomenal, she's a celebrity chef who was married, I don't know how many years ago, four or five years ago, to a gentleman by the name of Charles Saatchi. Now, the background on this is that Saatchi and Saatchi is a very large ad agency. And he is like an art collector, very wealthy. And recently, it was about three weeks ago, there was a picture of him holding her throat and her with tears in his eyes as he's holding her throat in a public place and then makes, you know, the comment that it was just a little tiff and he was trying to, you know, supposedly, you know, calm her down and, you know, she had tears in her eyes because they were both so emotionally, you know, wrought. Well, I don't know about you, but if I see someone holding someone's throat in a public place in a restaurant, I'm probably not thinking that this is a public display of affection. How about you? Okay? Again, let's go back to the words. Let's go back to, you know, again, so I think it's rather, you know, appropriate that I had you know, the George Carlin segment on today, because these things are exactly what these men are doing. So he's trying to say that it was, there was nothing wrong with what he was doing, that it was something that was between the two of them. Then what he did this week is he tried to say that he is very upset. Now, here's the end result. Nigella Lawson has moved out of the marital home with her two children. She has a son and a daughter from her previous marriage. Her uh, uh, previous husband had died, um, I don't know, did he die of cancer? I'm not sure. Anyways, her previous husband, she was a widow, and they moved out. Now what 
Mr. Saatchi is trying to do. He is trying to hang her and try her in the court of public opinion after he has done what he's done. So let's look at this for a moment of, you know how people will often talk about what would so-and-so do? You know, what would Jesus Christ do? What would this person do? What would so-and-so do? Let me ask you, if you were in this position, what would you do? Okay? So put yourself in that uncomfortable position of what would you do? And here's the thing that I find so amazing about these men that we've spoken about tonight and uh, this Charles Saatchi individual. Now, admittedly, I'm not in their relationship. I'm not in their marriage. I've never met either of them. But I have seen the pictures. And I'm telling you, this was not the face of a woman who was having a good time. This was not, this is a woman who was like in shock. And I will tell you that I have been in a situation where someone was getting completely out of control and it did have a potential for being violent. It was such a shock to me. And it happened, I, was, uh, I had met a woman, I happened to work out at a club here in Los Angeles, and we met, and you know, she was lots of fun, and she said, oh, by the way, I live blah, 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 and I want to go down, and I'm going to be going to this event that's around by my place. Do you want to come down? You can come down, and you know, um, we'll go to this, it's good dancing, it's good fun. I said, sure, that would be great. I go down. And there's a group of us. So there, I think there's like four or five women. And we go in and, you know, we're just going to go have a good time. And uh, I am not aware that there's a guy who is very much wants all of her attention. And she and I were on the dance floor and he was starting to get very grabby and holding her. And she was like, man, I don't know what his problem is. And I said, well, then come on, let's just go dance. Well, he grabbed me in the middle of the dance floor, spun me around and screamed in my face, listen, you effing lesbo, get out of here. Now, I could have, I just looked at this guy's eye and I knew this was not balance. This guy was a whack job. And all I could do was diffuse the situation by getting, and by the way, my older sister is lesbian. I'm not. I'm hopelessly straight. But I was trying to do something for a friend. So, again, when these things happen, remember what you would do and remember that you may be the person who does have the ability to diffuse something and or step in and say, come on, let's go. So we're going to be back right after we, the editorial we, the royal we, the royal baby's on its way. So I will be back right after this break. Please stay with me. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. 
Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in, and each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So when we're talking about sexy manners and things in that area, what I'd like to do is I'm pulling this stuff that is like this is straight out of my fourth book, which is um, The Great Lover Playbook, 365 Days of Sensational Sex. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I did with this book when I wrote it is I was looking, uh, people will tell me their best ideas of what they do, the things that are their, you know, their best behaviors, their best attitudes, the things that are their favorite things to do that makes things work. And these are with couples who really like one another and who love one another, who consider one another, you know, their favorite, their, their lover, what, whatever it may be. And one of the things that I did is I wanted to look at in behavior, in great lover behavior, what are their, what are their big things that they do? And some of the first things are that is how they speak to one another and they tend to speak to one another like the way that when they first met, they are gentle with one another. Because what often will happen, as we know, is things will start sliding and people will start taking things for granted. And I have to tell you, that is a very, very slippery slope. And I mean, one of the comments that I make is 90% of the foreplay in anything you do is outside of the bedroom. And if someone has been, you know, had their feelings hurt or is upset, and I'll tell you, I had a session, a private session with a gentleman who I, I listen on occasion to some of the things that people get told by their partners. And I have to tell you, ouch, 
it is just, you know, oh my goodness me, you know. And while I, when I tell when I make this comment about um, how they speak to one another, I use the example of, and honestly, in this book, if real people didn't have these things work for them, or I hadn't anecdotally been told about it, trust me. It's not in this book. And I use the example here of a, a woman who I worked with, who she was engaged to be married. And this is tip number 71, by the way. And they're short, by the way. You know, they're short. Some of them are half a page. Some of them are a third of a page. Some a quarter of a page. And he, whenever he would call, whenever Jay would call, Sue lit up like you could not believe. Her heart and everything just came out. It was like, and she always, always spoke to him as if, you know, there was no one who was more important. And, you know, basically, you know, another woman who said, you know, Deirdre, who was a bond trader, and, you know, when her husband is calling, she comment, her rationale is simple. She said, listen, he is the most important man in my life, and I will always make time to speak to him. And, you know, I, I know that when I travel, I will do the same thing. It's something that maintaining that connection and maintaining that specialness and specialness of time. Now, the other thing I know that people tell one another and what their behavior is, they let them know that they still find them very attractive. If I were to tell you how many times I've heard someone who has been told by a partner, I no longer find you physically attractive, do you know how quickly that dries up the well of someone wanting to share anything with you? That is like getting a backhand across your heart. And your heart doesn't come back from that, and you can't take those words back. Really, I mean, the one thing, as, you know, as I said, manners, etiquette, and deportment were my specialty before I started doing anything in the area of sexuality. And I noticed, and, and actually I had a, um, had a friend of ours who died this past Friday. And honest to goodness, Doris Alexander could have given lessons to people on how to be in relationship, which is not to say there weren't occasions when she could have quite cheerfully choked her husband. But she also was, she was married, I believe Doris and Sasha were married for 56 years. And she understood men. And she also understood that there are certain dynamics that, you know, it, it, it is about the compromise, but it's about the compromise that can make both of them feel okay. It's not about only one person wins. And when she would, you know, and I learned this from my mother, you know, when whoever that partner is who comes home to you, whether it's, you know, a woman or a man who's walking in that door, make them feel they're special. And please, one of the best things you can do to someone is Hug them. Good heavens. You're one of the few people that can go in and have that connection or that hug with someone. It's not, most people can't do it. You're the one who has the privilege. Do it. And, and good for not polite pretend hug. You know, it's a friend of mine telling me about his father who had been a top executive and had been a highly, highly sought-after bachelor. I know people heard me make this statement before, but let me tell you, when someone, when men see what they want, honest to goodness, you might as well 
just slapped the shark fin on top of their head. And that was absolutely the case with this man. As soon as he saw his mother, this gentleman was telling me, as soon as he saw my mother, that was it. Now, they worked at the same company, and he was like, this is who you, you are who I want. It was like right away. And he constantly said, the reason he married her and the reason he went after her, he said, I simply couldn't get enough of her. I just, and honestly, one of the things I see now when I look at relationships, they now are based on love and they're based on choice and selection. And it didn't be that way. And if you want to look at real love stories where people overcame objections socially and culturally, look at some of the romances in the royal families in Europe. And King Harold of Norway, as one example, when he wanted to marry Sonia, who is Queen Sonia now, he was so absolutely thrilled with this woman. And from the first moment he met her, he invited her, her eyes, something, whether it's the soul, whatever, he knew that he invited her to his graduation when he was graduating, I believe it was military college, and his father was trying to forbid him from marrying her. And literally, what Harold said is he said, if I cannot marry this woman, I will not marry at all, which then meant, because he had other siblings who had married outside of the royal family, they had married commoners, henceforth their children were not considered to be okay for royal lineage. He literally said, if you do not allow me to marry her, I will not marry at all, which then meant the Norwegian crown would not continue. So smart move on his dad's part. And Sonia had just had lost her father like two weeks before she met Harold. And to give, you know, the Norwegian people a declaration of this is about how strongly I feel that this young woman is, you know, the ideal partner for my son to be, you know, the queen consort. He, the, the reigning king, walked Sonia down the aisle as a bride. So when you look at how someone, again, let me go back to the theme of transparency and love. And this was, she got treated in a very loving way. And the behavior was the thing that kept the two of them together. Here's another thing that I say for transparency and love. Please, people, do not practice psychic sex. Now, psychic sex looks like that you, are have an idea of you think that the other person no 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 talk about it say what it is you'd like even if it's really uncomfortable and for the majority of people it isn't necessarily always an easy conversation i look at i mean you know sometimes i look at some of the things that people say as their rationalization to do something and you know going back to newt gingrich again apparently he said to marianne he was having this affair with uh, Callista, and he said to Marianne, well, I'd really like to have an open marriage and, you know, have Callista be part of this. Let me tell you something. For people who are polyamorous, meaning they love, you know, two or more people at the same time and are being sexually intimate with them, you cannot have an affair and bring the person into an open marriage. That discussion is long before. For anyone who wants to try and bring someone into a marriage, without the consent and without the permission of another person, it simply will not fly. Now, I know that from friends of mine who are in open relationships, who are in open marriage. 
and who are polyamorous. And it does take a tremendous amount of negotiating, and it does take a tremendous amount of communication. So thinking that just you can bring someone in, no, 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 no. The other thing, one of the things that I remember, allow your partner to tell the stories the way that they tell it. Don't jump in and correct them all the time and say, no, 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 that's not how that happened. We all know that our partners tell the stories with a slightly different angle or a slightly different sort of, you know, um, gist than we might have. But what that also does is you get to understand a little more about them. And coming down to our final two minutes here for the show, the show on transparency and love, and what I'd like you to try and do, if you can, is practice looking at things as if they're little miracles for you. And I'll tell you, there's a private club that I'm part of that honestly has completely changed my life. And if anyone is interested in learning more about it, it has changed my life to the point where even if I'm having something that is completely upside down, in a matter of this, things get righted. I mean, and it is something that I practice as a day-to-day attitude and a day-to-day behavior. So if you would like something that I can give you that can also give you all the passion and the things that you want in your life, just contact me on um, lou at loupaget.com and I can, my office can make arrangements to send you a free CD. I'd be happy to do so. So please, over this next week, think about you know, taking care of yourself. I'm going to be at a five-day retreat for next week, so it'll be a rerun. The following week, it would be Dr. Diana Wiley, but I'll also be posting things throughout the week on toys and things I've seen at the Adult Novelty Show. And I would like to send you off with a have a fabulous week, and I will talk to you on the 24th. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.